0: Hello, church family. I uh, hope you're doing well during the time of this shelter-in. Uh, this is part three of, the, uh, of our little study through the book of Esther. Um, so just a little bit of review. Uh, the, this is the application points. Uh, and I think the first point, you know, the one you heard yesterday, was on uh, how we need to see the world. One of the things that we need to know about the world is that the world is filled with non-Christians that react to life differently. Um, As we get to this point, we're going to see how the government reacts to life differently. And when we we look through this, we can see how uh, the government reacts and uh, responds to things as according to the world. Uh, And just even before I get into this application of the second point, I do want to state that the Bible is really clear in terms of what authority is supposed to be. The author, uh, Romans 13 is really clear that the authority uh, that's given to us is, is from the Lord and that we're called to submit to them uh, as unto the Lord. Um, we're called to submit to our governments um, uh, because this is what's pleasing to the Lord. The Lord establishes government for the sake of uh, um, protecting and to uh, suppress evil. And we as Christians need to honor that. Uh, part of being a good testimony in the world is that we uh, submit to them. And uh, I think it's crucial that uh, I bring that up is because there are going to be rules and regulations that uh, the government establishes that are neutral in terms of uh, Christian liberty, in terms of the way that we think about it. Uh, like, for example, this rule that's we have to shut in is it's it's a good rule and that it protects our neighbors it 's a way of showing that we love them that we want them to uh, that we want our our neighbors to not uh, go through any type of harm. Uh, I think that's important because there are still even churches today that think in terms of well that we need to uh rebel against it this is one of those rules that we need to not submit to, and it makes a christian testimony uh it ruins the Christian testimony when people do that. And I'm also thinking about Second Peter, uh, verse chapter 2, verse 12. It says, Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good deeds as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. Submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every institution, whether to a king, as the one in authority, or to governors as sent by him for the punishment of of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. For such is the will of God that by doing right you may science the ignorance of foolish men. And it's important that we do that because uh, part of the way the Christians demonstrate that uh, that we love them is through our submission, that we ultimately we do care about other people. Uh, we don't want our our actions to, to 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 be a stumbling block for those who do not know Christ. And uh, this is one of those times where we can submit that we're willing to uh, forsake some time of meeting in person uh, for the sake of, uh, hopefully for the sake of being a good witness to those around. So with that said, uh, uh, we're going to just look at uh, how the government reacts to life. And again, similar to the one from yesterday, we're going to have these three points and just these general observations about uh, how the world responds to things. Uh, First is that, uh, governments tends to regulate morality, and we understand that even in this text, um, when Queen Vashti uh, did what she did, uh, all those men that decided to uh, um, basically create this rule, they did it because they want to uh, regulate morality, right? In chapter one, verse twenty, the end, verse uh, uh, twenty, when the king's edict which he will make is heard throughout all his kingdom, great as it is then all women will be given honor to their husband great and small the idea here is that as long as the uh government makes some rule then then people morality will change and we understand that that doesn't actually work right as Christians we understand that people do not change just because you put a rule over them uh the rule helps regulate morality but it doesn't change the person uh none of the things some things that uh the government make, makes now and even Potentially a few months from now, since we're in an election year, and even down the line, uh, some of these rules uh, won't actually change the individual. Uh, and not all rules are bad; some are just opinions, and others are preferences. Uh, Justice Anthony Scalia said it this way: uh, certain rules are stupid, but they're constitutional. Uh, there, there are going to be things that the government's going to establish that uh, doesn't make any sense, but it's totally legal for them to do. And uh, oftentimes when uh, when the government try to regulate morality, they think they could change the person. In this text, we see that the king's edict is designed uh, so that future wives will submit to the law. They think that they'll change the morality based on the law. Uh, But but we know that just because a person uh, is under a law or they obey a law, it doesn't change the person's heart. Uh, But that's how the government thinks. The government's in a worldly sense. Uh, They are people that try to regulate morality. But we know as Christians, looking at these things in the world, that just because there are things that the government set, it doesn't change the individual. Um, Which leads to our second point, that not everything that the government places are things that we need to submit to. Now, I said earlier, Romans 13 and 1 Peter 2, about submitting to authority. But there are things that Christians need to discern and understand that it's not right. Just because it's uh, the law of the land, that doesn't mean that we need to submit to every single thing. And how we draw that line, how do we make that distinction is where the Bible draws the distinction. For example, the LGBTQ, this is something that the law of the land and the Supreme Court said that it's legal and it's okay. But we know that from the biblical worldview, that's not okay. Just because the government allows it and permits it doesn't mean that it's God honoring. Uh, We know things like abortions or even divorce. These are things that, um, well, divorce is just like depending on circumstances, but generally speaking, uh, things like these are legal, uh, but they're immoral in the eyes of the Lord. I remember uh, several years ago uh, when California, and I think it was other states as well, were passing these uh, laws that say it's okay to to smoke weed. And one of my non-believer friends asked me, uh, is it now okay for you to smoke weed with me? And I said, No, and he asked why, and I said, Well the Bible tells us to be sober minded, that um that we can't be people that uh are controlled by substance or anything, but we're controlled by the spirit. Uh so even though it's legal, it doesn't mean that these are things that Christians uh are free to do, because ultimately there are things that are going that goes against the word of God and there are things that we can submit to because that is uh it's it's just like a liberty issue. It's not something that is uh, binding or um, uh, something that we need to submit to because it's, you know, ultimately the, the greatest authority in our life is the word of God. So the first one is that the government tends to regulate morality. And second is that not everything the government places are things that we need to submit to. And, um, and third, uh, man's law changes all the time. In the text, uh, and actually throughout this entire book, it's a little foreshadowing that King Azure Harris is going to make a law and then he, he's going to have to find a way to, to overthrow that law with another law. Uh, and there's going to be some laws. And even the, all the characters, everyone from Esther and Mordecai, they're all trying to find loopholes so that they can uh, basically uh, get what they want. Um, man's law is like the wind. It just changes uh, wherever it goes. Again, this whole book, is gonna, is gonna you're going to see that. You're going to see that throughout this entire book that, the, that the, the people are just going to try to find laws and ways to just cover themselves. And our world is the same thing. Our world reacts the same way. Uh, there will be seasons in our life where the law seems to be for the Christians, and then there will be uh, laws that seem to be against the Christians. And I think even in this uh, time, we just need to not panic because God is ultimately in control over all things. Uh, a few years ago, I mean, the last election, I was still at um, Grace Church, and, you know, MacArthur and others were like, OK, you need to vote for Trump, not because of who he is, but before, but because of the platform that he holds to. And I agree. I agree with that, that you that you want to choose someone that, that leans towards more of the biblical worldview, uh, not because of the person, because we know that the president himself may not be the uh, most, have like you know, the character that we would like. Uh, but I remember the response when people at church at Grace at the time, because there were people that were like, uh, hesitant in voting for him, but there are also people that only voted for him because they were just afraid of what the other party was voting for. The other party would talk about things like shutting down churches, making all these tax laws that, against Christians, and they only voted not because um, they view they wanted the Christian worldview, but it's just that they feared persecution. Uh, and we have to understand that as time progressed, things are going to be worse for the Christian. Uh, things are going to get harder. There may be Revelation uses a term like birth pains. Uh, it's going to be good for some reason. Some seasons are going to be hard for other seasons. And the reason why that is because the world gets more and more depraved. Uh, but it's, it's during those times where it's hard, you understand that the, the rules change like the wind. Uh, the rules will go for us and against us, and then there'll be seasons will be easier and be harder. But in either case, we as Christians don't need to panic because God is in absolute control. And we have to understand, too, that as the persecution grows in our time, we become more and more like the first century church. Um, the first century church did not have the type of liberties that we have. Uh, they had, Their persecution was actually persecution. Our persecution is just maybe just like more of a reputation thing, especially in America. But there are actually missionaries and other Christian bro- brothers and sisters that are actually going through persecution. Um, so we wouldn't be mindful in the way that we even talk about persecution in a current state because it's not that bad, relatively speaking. Um, so that's what, how the government operates. These are just some general observations from the text that we see. Um, I know this is more of a devotional, so not as technical or whatever, but uh, I just want us to think that the government, how they re- respond to life is that when they see things, they regulate morality. Um, and not everything government places are inherently evil. Uh, and, and And some but some are, and those are things that we don't want to submit to, and lastly that man 's laws changes like the wind um, and that 's just how the world works. We live in a world in government uh and even bad governments have have some sense of suppressing evil, and we want to honor them, but not everything that they do is isn't necessarily evil against Christians, and some are and we need to be able to discern that with the with the Bible uh to close and just for our application first Timothy. Chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 tells us that, First of all, then I urge entreats tr- and prayers, pet- petitions, and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all men for kings and all who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and diligence. This is good and acceptable in the sight of our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of, him, uh, uh, knowledge of the truth. So Paul here is telling Timothy that we should pray for our leaders, that we should be praying for our government, even though uh, not just the good leaders, but the bad leaders as well, for this, in hopes that they come to know Christ. And, and, and even secondary to that is that we live quiet and peaceful life and godly lives. Um, so my hope for us, in this, even for today, if you have some time, take some, some time to pray for the government. Uh, to make, make this as a normal practice in your life, be praying for your government. Even if you don't know the politicians, just pray for them. Pray that the Lord will will win those that are not saved in politics to Christ and to use those that are believers in the politics as an instrument uh, so that people that are in the government can come to saving faith. Um, So that's their second point. First point is how non-Christians react and respond to life. Second is how the government respond and react to life. And tomorrow we're going to look at how Christians need to respond and react to life, and then we'll end the week by saying how the Lord is in control over all life. Uh, With that said, I uh, hope that you guys are doing well, and please feel free to email me. uh, And if you have any prayer requests, I'd love to pray for you throughout the week, and and I hope that you guys are doing well. Just continue to stay safe, continue to walk closely with the Lord during this time. Till then, I'll see you guys tomorrow.